passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. But, um, again, this is in a, already a, a interesting offseason so far. It is in full swing. Um, some of the biggest stars in free agency are staying put, so perhaps not so much movement. But there also are some major trade requests out there involving some future Hall of Famers that could continue to make this offseason interesting. So uh, Portland Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard requested a trade to the Miami Heat. Uh, James Harden asked out of Philadelphia after he was unable to come to terms on an, uh, an agreement on an extension. So the, the, the Sixers elected to accept uh, the, 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 he accepted the opt in to his player option and say, you know what? I'm opting in, but get me out of here. You guys can't sign me uh, long term, which is, is that that whole thing is interesting. We're going to have to talk about that. The Knicks were initially involved as a, as a team that was mentioned potentially as a, as a team that, uh, that would be interested in hard. And that has since died down. I saw Ian Bailey say that it was absolutely not uniform, <laughs> the interest in James Harden. So perhaps maybe there was some in front office who wanted him, but not others or not even most of the Knicks front office but uh the Knicks did get their name out there initially as being a team that was possibly interested in Harden which absolutely stunned I think most people observing meanwhile you did have Fred Van Vliet agree to join the Houston Rockets on a three-year 130 million dollar deal so a huge deal for uh for uh, Fred Van Vliet who probably joins that team and looks at the roster with a bunch of young kids and says have the money y'all there's poor people around <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> so Fred VanVleet uh, joins the Houston Rockets on on a mega deal. Uh, but when it came to a lot of the big names, he was really one of the few that actually did change teams. Draymond Green, Kyrie Irving, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Cam Johnson, Kyle Kuzma all resigned with their respective teams. Now some of the other notable deals involving players that did change teams: 
Dylan Brooks also jumped in that same uh, same locker room with all those rookies and guys who are on rookie deals. And uh, he comes in with a new deal. Uh, he's making $20 million a year on a four-year deal. So he gets paid. Gabe Vincent, maybe to me, maybe the biggest surprise of this of this free agency to me, free, Gabe Vincent going to the Lakers on, on a three-year deal. Uh, Max Schroes also, uh, along with George Nian, going to the Cavs. And uh, Eric Gordon going to the Suns. One of the only guys I've seen so far I want to take you know, pen- uh, pennies <laughs> to fill out the Suns roster. Uh, surprise, surprise. That record saying the Suns will be fine filling out the roster. I'm like, okay, I seen them sign one guy since all this trade. So they got to figure out how they're going to do the rest of this. Um, so of all these moves, uh, what has stood out to you so far, uh, given the start of the offseason? All right. Um, I guess I'll go a little bit rapid fire instead of digging into too many and then you right. can bounce back in and kind of circle in on a few. Van Vliet, um, I understand what the Rockets were doing, I, you know, overpay a little bit. Um, I've always been a big Van Vliet fan. Van Vliet fan. Um, <laughs> that is a tongue right there. Yeah, that's a tongue <laughs> Um, But uh, that much money for for a guy that's shot below 40% base last three years is is a lot. Uh, but, you know, Rockets, I don't mind if you're if you're spending to bring an adult in the locker room, kind of get, you know, show these young kids, uh, you know, why it pays to bet on yourself. Hard work, effort, preparation, professionalism, all that stuff. Um, so I think that value um, could, you know, is obviously – Van Vliet's still in his prime. He's going to pay dividends short-term, but also long-term as well as, you know, they, these guys kind of grow up. Um, the, in, the the flip side to that is what are the Raptors doing? Um, right. You know, it is, there, was, there was some talk today about Siakam, you know, his name potentially coming up in trades again. And if Siakam gets dealt, um, does that uh, mean that Ojeanu is the kind of downloadable of also? Very interesting situation. Uh, Going to see uh, out in Toronto. Make make no mistake about it. We credit guys like Masai Ujiri when they do a good job. You can't have Fred Van Bleet on your roster and watch him leave and, and get nothing right. returned. Um, Draymond Green going back to the Warriors makes total sense. We knew once they got Chris Paul, they're going to keep the core together, which they should do. Uh, anytime you have Steph Curry playing at MVP level, keep the gang together. Hopefully get hot in the playoffs, get healthy. You can win another title. Kyrie Irving, I don't know well, how many times teams have to see um, uh, Kyrie Irving come into a situation, make it worse, cause headaches. Um, you know, some teams, I saw people giving the, the Mavericks credit for not giving them the full max, like 200 million. What, what I didn't understand was if they told Kyrie, listen, we'll give you 70 million over three years. Was he going to take half that? You know, was he going to take $12 million right. a year to play for the Lakers or, or whoever? Cause there was nobody else right. even considering offering him money. Um, so I don't like what the Mavericks did. I understand that they were kind of hamstrung and backed into a corner, but it's their fault for getting in the corner in the first place. Um, Kyle Kuzma is the one name I, I did want to touch on as far as this Knicks-related podcast. Because the last time we had spoken, we were under the assumption as we're pre- yeah, as yeah, pretty he was gone that he was yeah. gone because the, the Wizards were going to completely tank, uh, completely real. But you look at it, the rock was not half bad. Um, you know, you got Jordan Poole on there, you got Kuzma, but they're going to you know fight for shots and you know score a ton of points, yeah. not play much defense. Um, but you know they they got some pieces there. They got uh, you know Denny Abi is going to get a, a couple more minutes. Um, they got some guards, so it'll be interesting to see yeah, how. Shouts to my guy. Uh, shouts to my guy, uh, Corey Kispert, Gonzaga. Yep. Uh, yep. Former Gonzaga first round pick had a really good year last year. Underrated. Yes. Yeah. He's going to get a ton of open points. They're going to you know kind of push the pace and try to score teams. Um, so that's for the Knicks. You know, obviously, I I, I don't think pick will get 
this year, um, but two years, three years down the road, as long as they keep that core intact, um, even if they flip Kuzma for another you know, young piece and they, they hit on one of their lottery picks, um, there's reason to believe that in a couple of years they could be outside the 10 worst records in the NBA, which is good news for the Knicks. Yeah, and by the way, uh, the name that was uh, losing during that last segment, Chris Duarte traded yes. from the Pacers to the Kings, which I actually thought was a really good move. Uh, Duarte, I know, did not play well, fell out of favor in Indiana. He kind of was there over top, and I think in many ways. But, yes. like, he goes to play with uh, Fox and Sabonis, a guy he has great chemistry with already, um, a great passer, and a really good offensive system over there. Um, I thought the Kings – it had a really good offseason um, with some of the moves they did. It wasn't like they, they signed some superstar. But, yeah, I don't uh, love this bonus extension. I thought they overpaid a little bit for the that, – That was probably where where the buck maybe stopped. I, I yeah. yeah, that was a lot, especially when you consider, you know, it's crazy. Like, I look at these deals that come out, and I look at them, and I say, wow, the Knicks are paying, like, you know, know. Like Fred VanVleet's, you know, Jason Jalen Brunson is making, you know, 60% of Fred VanVleet's deal, you know. Julius Randle's right. making, you know, 60% of Sabonis' deal, like – uh, whatever you think these guys' strengths and weaknesses are, like you think the production needs to get from these guys, who and then you consider where these other guys are, are getting their money from, and it really is kind of eye opening. So, and yeah, Knicks, I thought Sabonis and, and the Knicks are gonna have to pay up in a couple of years when those guys are extension eligible, but yes, for, for the time, right? Game, for right now, it looks yeah. good, you know. And and yeah. what's good about it too is I don't want Drunk Brunson out of here, but like because those trade those deals are so manageable, you would think that if a trade had to happen with a Randall, with a Mitchell Robinson. Like, Jakob Pertl got, like, $20 million a year. Yep. Like, you know, I'm like, Mitchell Robinson is making 75% of what Jakob Pertl is making. His deal is descending. Like, these are move, These are, are contracts that teams will, will be like, we can accept this given the new rules and the CBA and stuff. So, like, I was watching these watching the money go around, and I'm like, man, Nick's really – they're in a really good spot. So, and, and, yeah, the bonus move was – and to your point, even with the DiVincenzo signing, if they try for a year and the back and you know they, the lack of a back of power forward really crushes the Knicks and the glass and they lose their advantages, DiVincenzo is an eminently movable contract next summer and, right. and years beyond as well. So. Exactly, yeah, and that's why that's also one of the big reasons why I thought it was, it was good for them to make the move to sign him because yeah. that is a good player on a yeah. very reasonable deal. So yes. attaching him in any trade is not going to. Uh, kneecap you the way attaching Evan Fournier is right now, who's still on the team. They still can't right, right, right. Uh, give him away at this point in time. So, yeah, Sabonis trade, Jones signing, not that great, but I did like the other signings, bringing back Harrison Barnes, getting yep. the, uh, the European, yeah. uh, the EuroLeague MVP. Uh, I think that that's going to be a really underrated signing. Um, that guy has, is a sniper. Um, <laughs> one of the best shooters in the EuroLeague, so he comes over uh, to the NBA. But, um, the Kyrie thing was was not surprising no. because I think – so here's the thing about the Kyrie thing. I'm used the last person to, to actually give Mark Cuban credit or, or like, defend him. But I'm going to defend him a little bit on this is we, we know Kyrie Irving is a loose cannon. So if you say – and I'm not necessarily thinking that they got duped and thinking that Kyrie was going to go to another team. I don't think that. But I think for them they said, look, we could give him, you know, $2 more than the team that could offer him the right, most money. Right. And he kind of, you know, pout and, and get upset and be like, you guys disrespected me. Like, one thing that came out during the negotiations was they said Kyrie wanted to go to a team where he wasn't going to be taken advantage of. 
whatever the hell that means. Like, I don't know what that even means for an, an NBA context of a player that could possibly be taken advantage of by his own team that's paying a million dollars. I don't even know what that means. That was the messaging coming out of his camp when free agency started. So, but I, when I hear that, I think, okay, Kyrie wants to be paid like the talent that he is, even though he's unreliable. So the Mavs have a choice. You could say, you know what? No, we're going to give you a, you know, a three-year, $65 million contract. No one else can give you that. And they're going to have to take that, even though we know talent-wise you're much better than that. Or they could say, look, we know what kind of talent you are. We want you happy. Here's, you know, a lot of the money you could have got. Not all, not the max, but here's a lot of the money that you got on a shorter deal. And hopefully we can make this thing work. I think that that's what they were doing. Given they put themselves in this situation, I can't be so mad at that. I would not have put myself in this situation. I would not have traded for Kyrie Irving. I don't trust the guy. But similar to the conversation we had about Obi Toppin, like there's an ultimate reality where like the Dallas Mavericks are doing great. They still have Jalen Brunson and Luka Doncic won MVP last year and they competed for a championship. That's not the reality we live in today. We live in this reality. We let Jalen Brunson walk. They got desperate because their team was falling apart and they made a disastrous trade. So now they're trying to make the best of it. Do you, once there's an argument to say, do you compound one mistake with another? That's a great point. My thing would be if they don't sign Kyrie Irving to money that he deems himself worth worth on a free agent contract, I think you're you're bringing back, you know, it's going to be like having, you know, the Scarlet Witch, you know, you know, you know, and Dr. Strange, the Dr. Strange movie where, you, you know, it's going to be someone that's just completely going crazy and just completely blowing up your situation. So better to try to keep him as happy as long as you can than, start off the relationship with him in a bad mood. I would just say this. Could any franchise kowtow to a player more than the Nets did to Kyrie? He took know, off for true. two weeks. They didn't, they didn't ask where he was. They paid him, you know, max, yeah. when they initially signed him, they gave him max contract. He didn't want to get the shot. And they, you know, they two weeks later, you know, they told him, all right, you got to stay home. And then, all right, you can back, you know. And, and yeah. all that, after all that, they fired the coach because – didn't like to practice on days off. They brought in his buddy James Harden because him and KD wanted it. And after all that, because they wouldn't go that last final step and give a guy who would play 40% of the games a max contract extension in the middle of the year when they were <laughs> again, and, and he still burns them. So I, I to me, it's just, you know, regardless if you pay him a dollar or a million, he's going to, you know, manufacture ways to be upset and cause headaches. Um, so that re- again, I, I, I'm, but I'd rather have, you know, gains it at the middle of the election than Irving. Again, talent-wise, there's no comparison. But just in terms of actually winning basketball games, it, 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 you look at the big picture. And to me, the biggest issue there, and, you know, from a Knicks podcast, you got to keep an eye on Luka Doncic now because yeah. I just thought there was, like, there's no way that things could go south in Dallas, you know. With, but I think you introduce that, 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 poison into room and into the infrastructure of the building. I mean, look what happened to the Nets, that, you know, promise of, of the big three and all that just disintegrated, um, you know, and, and a lot, and it's not solely Kyrie's fault, but there you could, you, you know, you track back a lot of the stuff and, and a lot of it's on Kyrie's shoulder. Uh, if, when, if it ever happens where Dallas and Luka just lose faith in, in Maverick, and demands a trade. Um, you know, listen, I don't think Cuban would get would rather, you know, give Doncic away for free than have Brunson yeah. and Doncic team up New York. But um, I, just again, you know, when free agency, you know, kind of all that stuff, if 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 and when the the the, the Mavs don't kind of reach their their ceiling under Doncic, 
I think we circle back to the day they traded for Kyrie as kind of the big point. And I think from a Knicks perspective, that is kind of how I think many Knicks fans should kind of observe this offseason. As we've seen Woj, we've seen several other, uh, you know, insiders say, like, this is probably not the offseason Knicks make the big move. But all of them keep saying next year is the year, which I'm like, what do they know that we don't know regarding that next year being this big year where the Knicks are actually then going to make the big move? But you see the Doncic situation. You see the James Harden situation that's left Philly now in a bind where they're trying to trade Harden. It doesn't sound like they can get great value for him. So now they're trying to play the game of chicken. Essentially that they played with Ben Simmons and say, well, we may just bring him back. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. James Harden is you think you thought the dealing with Ben Simmons was tough. Uh, James Harden going to put on that fat suit again. <laughs> and that's not going to play well Philly at all. Like that guy, he was going out in training camp and hanging out with little baby at concerts, missing practices. Like you really want to play this game with James Harden. I don't know if Daryl Moore exactly knows uh, what he's getting himself into with that. But like, you see that and what that means for Joel Embiid, like uh, this, the box signed Brooke Lopez signed Chris Middleton. Those guys, older players, let's see what they do this year. You yeah. know, how do the Bucks stack up? What does that mean for Giannis Antetokounmpo? So, for some reason, insiders seem to think the Knicks are going to have the inside track on somebody next year. So, the moves I'm seeing from some of these teams, it's setting up potential situations where guys could have a, a down year and say, you know what, this didn't work out here. Get me out of here. So, that was one of the biggest takeaways I had was – uh, some of these teams, uh, yeah, essentially, I think putting really their last stands to to keep their guys happy. I think Dallas's Kyrie Mer- Kyrie Irving move was a last stand to keep Doncic happy. I think that uh, the Bucks bringing back Middleton and and Lopez on long term deals, you got to try to keep Giannis happy. And now Philly's kind of in a in a tailspin trying to figure out how they could put together a championship contender while still trading James Harden. Yeah, uh, uh, the uh, Giannis thing will get interesting. The Bucks can offer him a max extension this October um, if he decides uh, to uh, not sign it. Certainly doesn't mean that he's going anywhere or that he's demanding a trade or that he won't sign it the following summer. But, you know, maybe just a little heads up to, you know, a little nod to the Bucks at the clock a little bit. Um, certainly, you know, the, the league is going to be keeping an eye on whether that, that deal gets done or not. Um, but, yeah, you know, the, the, you know, from that perspective, there's a lot – to be optimistic about in terms of where a superstar might, might shake loose. And this summer didn't do anything um, to secure uh, Joel Embiid's long-term future. You know, right. Maybe make a game or you know, are they going to Tyrese Maxey? That obviously impacts things. Um, we'll, you know, we'll kind of, that's the other thing as far as the Knicks and all other Eastern Conference teams um, are obviously going to keep a close eye on the Dame situation. If he goes to Miami, and all that the Heat have to give up is, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Hero's contract and a couple 28 and 20, 30 first round picks. Um, you know, that obviously would be a steal for Miami. I don't think Portland does it, but that would be a, a tough blow for, for the Knicks and any other team contending the East. Same goes to the Philly, you know, teaming up him and Joel Embiid with a really tough combo. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But, um, it's amazing. We've had some some very interesting stuff go down over the first week plus of free agency. We got the good agents can start on deals, and um, we'll see if the Harden and the Dame stuff starts to get any more concrete in the days ahead. Yeah, Damian Lillard remains now the biggest domino left in this 
NBA offseason equation, where he goes will impact the Knicks. If it's the Miami Heat, that's a big impact on the Knicks. That's a team the Knicks played in the playoffs. So um, yeah. a, a team that the Knicks could very well be competing in the playoffs with. Next year, I think what they give up would be interesting to see how they fill out the rest of their roster, given the guys they've lost this offseason. They already lost uh, Gabe Vincent. They've already lost, of course, uh, uh, Max Schroes. Uh, Max Schroes going to the Cavs. I think that that's a team I think to pay attention to as well. Donovan Mitchell spending a ton of time in New York again this summer, uh, pictured with you know Allen Houston and then Spike Lee at uh, City Field last week. Um, so let's see what the Cavs do this season. You know, I thought that the Max Schroes move was a good move. Their bench was lousy, so they needed to continue to add to that bench and add to their depth. So Struess, George Niang. Um, those are two guys who can shoot. And other than the Cavs missing in that series, they how many bricks did they throw up against the Knicks in that series? So um, the Eastern Conference, some of these teams, they definitely, uh, they they definitely, they're definitely things happening that we need to pay attention to, even beyond just the superstars. Just like what the pecking order will be in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we mentioned the Pacers earlier. Um, some of these Eastern Conference teams do have an opportunity to get better. We'll see if the Knicks and what they did this offseason so far with DiVincenzo is enough.